Welcome to the Sunday edition of the Progress with Unity podcast. On this one, we're going to take a, a quick look back at the Wimbledon display. Woeful Wimbledon, I've got it down in my notes as. I've got a special guest in the studio this afternoon, and then we're going to look at the Northampton game on Tuesday. So, without further ado, let me introduce you with us today. It's none other than uh, Mr. Tony Topping. How are you doing, Tony? Oh, brilliant, Brian. Barry. It's, it's all right, Trevor. <laughs> no problems. First things first, we'll uh, we'll get the Wimbledon game out, out of the way. I mean, I, I've got it in my notes as woeful Wimbledon, and it was a bit woeful. What did you make of the game, Tony? Well, the first half was awful, I think. I think we'll all agree it was terrible. And uh, the sloppy goals again, Barry. You know, bad defending. And then we just got that goal as four half time. Second half was a different match altogether. We really got into it and we looked dangerous going forward. We got it back to 2-2 and then another cock up at the back and that was it, wasn't it? Just, the Reds just went down again. But we could have still equalised after that. We had good chances. Well, I thought we could have been de- dead and buried in the first half. They hit the bar, didn't they? And they missed a, a couple of other chances. Is, is it, do you think it's symptomatic with us changing the back four so much over the past few weeks? Well, I mean, I, I'd hate to count the different combinations we've had in there, but there's, there's quite a few could be down to that, I think. When then two new lads came in who'd not played for ages, you know, that we got the nil-nil. I forgot the names now. When they came in at centre-halves, and they've not John- played since. Johnston and Whelan. Yeah, they, mm. they played really well. Then they had a, we had a bit of a dip, didn't we, when they was in. and then But at least one of them deserved to be back in, I think. It was the, the uh, Blackpool game when we got turned over 5-0. They both ended up on the bench after that. Whelan's more of a fullback than a centre half, anyway. And with you, I, I like the look of of Johnston. I thought he he looks looks quite good. Left footed, you know. So is Curtis Tilt. So it's is a bit of a quandary there. Which way we go? Uh, what did you make of Proctor's goal? Good debut goal. Yeah, he took it well. He took it really well. I mean, he had a late chance for it. That header what went over. He, he could have perhaps done a little bit better with that, but. He did well, really, but like I don't think it worked up front. Keen, uh, Keen was not weren't in the game at all. I don't think we're definitely missing Joseph. Yeah. He, Joseph gives hundred percent. He closes down. He's all over the pitch. His movements fantastic. I mean, we're talking about an nineteen-year-old kid here, uh, but he's, he plays like a season pro, and he causes defenders no end of problem. And I think that gives Keane like a focal point to, to play off, you know. He's more of a number 10, I think, Keane, than, than a, a, a striker. But like I say yesterday, whether it was because he's not been used to playing with Proctor, he's only had like one day training with him and I don't know, but he did seem a little bit out of sorts, didn't he? He did, yeah. He didn't get any service, to be fair. He didn't, he didn't get any service. When I put uh, Otterbar on after, I thought, you know, he started off brilliant, didn't he? First couple of touches... And then he, he sort of he didn't get the ball after either. One thing I did notice with him, and it, it was something that used to happen earlier in the season when he was playing, he had two players on him, so they double up marking him, which creates a little bit of space behind for somebody to you know to move into. What we need to do is is exploit that, don't we? Exploit that that space that he creates just by taking another marker up. Yeah, I also he, he's he's very good on the ball. He, you know, he's he's. Ducking and diving, twisting and turning, like a little boxer, isn't he? In the, you know, he's all over the place, yeah. and it, it it does it got us on a, on the edge of our seats or, or on the edge of our sofas, shall we say? <laughs> yeah, 
And I think uh, Merry had another good game as well. I mean, he really gets stuck in that. I mean, he gives more than anybody. I always say he reminds me of a young Tommy Go. If he, if he just had the shooting power of Tommy Go, we'd be, we'd be laughing. Yeah, I'd like, I'd, like, uh, I'd like him to work on that, to be honest, because some of his efforts are a bit wild, and, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. aren't they, you know? But that'll come. I know he's 22 and he's, he's not a kid anymore, but he's, he's, he's very... Uh, naive in the amount of games he's played. You know, he's very short. He's only played 20, I think it's 23 appearances he's had this season. And that's all, you know, just the number of first team. He can only he can only come on and get better. And I think he has done throughout the season, do you? Do you think Murray's performances has improved a lot? Yeah, I do. Uh, I'd like to see him, when the takeover finally happens, Barry, uh, next season, I think he'd be a, a regular in that team. And if you get some more experienced players around him, I think, you know, he'd really stand out. I mean, 20, 20-odd games at his age, football league, it's not bad, is it? No, he's doing well. He's doing well. But having said that, uh, we, we signed Max Power at 21 and Tom Beas is 22, you know, Cal uh, Jules is 19. Uh, and we can go through, you know, lots of players that we've had who, who have been young. But they need to learn and learn quick. That's the thing. I think we should leave Wimbledon where it deserves to be left in the bin and we'll move on. Tony. I've actually come on to it to come on to them specifically to talk about your column in the program. I'm a, a, a program collector, and I've collected programs for years and years. And I love I love reading uh, all the different columns and that <clears throat> you're doing travels in retro land. Do you want to talk us through how you came came upon to be you know to to get that that gig? Shall we say? I have a like a blog by the same name. And Nicky Taylor, he's a, he was at Wigan. He got in touch with me and said, do you fancy doing a, a column for us? It was towards the end of the season, about four games ago last season. I said, yeah, I'll have a go. And he said, I've had a look at your blog, so we could use some of that stuff. So I just tidied it up a bit and we put them in. And then he, in the summer, he said, don't carry on with it. Carry on for it next season. So I said, yeah, but it was. I was thinking to myself, well, oh, 23 home games, not counting cup games. That's a lot of, a lot of work sometimes. Two, two a week, but uh, I'm down to my last 10 now, so it's going okay. What I mean, with that in mind, this is 23 home games. What you like working to deadlines? Do you find it is that a motivator, or do you, are, you, are you sat at the computer the night before? Uh, I, I prefer a deadline, to be honest, Barry, because it makes me do it then, you know. But I, I might leave it till the last minute, but I'd sooner have a deadline, else I'd not do it at all. And and some of them, I mean, you go back years. I mean, I was just reading the Charlie stuff, like, you know, you go back to, to the 1800s. Surely you can't remember all that. You're not that old, Tony. No, not quite, not quite, no. Mainly my stuff's like from 1970 onwards because uh, that's when I started supporting them. And I, I do have a, quite a good memory, luckily enough, so I can remember stuff like that and, and obscure stuff as well. So that helps, you know, if it's... Uh, it's not word for word, you know, what happened. I like putting my own little twist on it. Yeah, I was going to say that. It, 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 you bring it alive, you know. I've read some of your other stuff as well, you know, and uh, obviously you had some some published on the radio, didn't you, not not too long ago. And it was, it was quite a, That was quite a good piece. And, and it is very colourful and you live it. And I, I, reading uh, the Charlie one again, you're talking about when you used to go watching Charlie and, and uh, you travelled your first away game that you drove to is in there as well, isn't it? How yeah. did that, what was that like? Well, well, when I went to watching Charlie in the Cup at uh, Bolton, God, I, set, I must have set off about three hours beforehand. I was only going to Bolton. 
Well, I've never been on. I've never been on the car on my own before. Right? I parked up and then after the game, I couldn't. I couldn't remember where the car was. It was about half twelve when I got home. <laughs> Bolted. Yeah, seven, seven miles away. Yeah, but we, <laughs> we, I do that every week when I go to Tesco's. Forget where I put the car. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but you was only a young fella then, so you'd no yeah, excuses. Well, in my yeah. Model T Ford. <laughs> <laughs> so, so is it something that's going to continue next season? Are you hopeful of, of it continuing? I hope so, Barry. Uh, one of the things is is uh, because not a lot of pe- you, people's not buying them at the ground, you know. So I do miss that out on that thinking. Oh, to go buy a program. So I don't know how many we sell. I can't imagine it being many. But then I do think that it's. Uh, some of these might be like collectors. They do keep them. They could still have them in 30 years' time, you know, so we'll see. Yeah, there are a lot of collectors, and, and it's part of the match day package, isn't it? Or definitely when I used to go to the games, you know, obviously we're not, not going down. I'd, get, I'd take the dogs for all, get a Galloway's pie, you know, eat it, make my flask, walk down over the bridge, get the programme, you know, into the stadium, sit there, flick through it, have a good read, bring it home at night, relive it all in my mind and, and read the programme in some depth. And I still go back to them now. So people will still be going back to your pieces, Tony, in 10, 15, 20, 30 years' time. It'll be original buyers, their children, and even the grandchildren. Yeah. I know my son doesn't miss them. He, he saves them all. And I said, well, you don't need to buy them because uh, I get them anyway. So you can have you can have mine when I kick the bucket. But he said, no, I'll get me on that. I'll save them. <laughs> yeah, it's not the same, is it? It's not the same if somebody gives them to you, you know. I was missing uh, my first ever programme, uh, uh, well, first ever game programme that I went to, which was Halifax Town in the FA Cup back in 1971. Uh, we scored with, uh, I'll always remember it, it was November, we cleared the pitch of snow. I was snow in November, you know, um, and Graham Oates scored direct from, from a corner. And and that was it, you know, I... I <laughs> I was out. But I always wanted that program, and I managed to get it last year on eBay for fifty p. What a bargain! Fifty yeah, p. I, I actually interviewed uh, Graham uh, a few months back. Uh, I was caught doing a book about nineteen seventy seventy one season, and uh, he came up with some cracking stories. A really nice fellow, Graham. But I do remember that goal. I, th- I think it's a fantastic honour, Tony, and and uh, I do think you know if people are going to write for you know fans. They're picking the right people, obviously. Yourself, Jeff Roke, as well as in there, and George with his colorizations, absolutely outstanding work. And, and it, it is so for anybody who's not, you know, got one of these these seasons uh, programs, and they're very retro as well, aren't they? This season, yeah, um, yeah. You know, just get one and, and, and have a look and see what you think, and I'm sure you'll get hooked as well on it because they are, they are they're a fantastic, fantastic piece of memorabilia. Tuesday. We've got a rearranged fixture. We're away at Northampton Town. Six fields. Have you ever been there, Tony? Is that one of your travels? In yeah, control? yeah. Yeah. I've been there and uh, I loved it. Nice little ground, neat and tidy. There's a big hill behind, isn't there, where people can watch for free? Yeah. <laughs> you go stand up there. We've got the same referee that was scheduled to referee us uh, on the original game, which was only fortnight ago. It's Mark Edwards from Tyne and Weir. Now, Mark is, uh, if I can just find his facts, his stats here, Mark has refters once already this season, and that was a 4-3 win over Accrington Stanley at the DW Stadium back in 
December, I believe it was. Uh, he's 32 years old. He's done 19 games, produced 67 yellows, no reds, but awarded seven penalties. So he's not afraid to point to the spot. Hopefully, Mark, you know, if any, if any of our lads go down in the box, Mark will be there with his finger pointing to that spot for us. Before we move on with anything else, we're just going to have a quick listen to the prediction of a Northampton fan, Charles Cummins. He's a regular on the podcast and he's going to give us a prediction. We've gone through a bit of a roller coaster, I think, as a set of fans with regards to the way we think about Keith Curl. We kind of give him credit for the fact that he got us promoted last season and that he's essentially enabled us to to kick on. But then we'll go and have some terrible results. Um, just before Christmas, we lost 2-1 away at Crewe and then lost 4-0 at home to Lincoln before going to Oxford and, and losing again 4-0. I think at that point, even I was starting to question whether it was time to maybe hire a new manager. I think as a fan base, we've all kind of gone from one way to the other. Star player, Sean McWilliams. Uh, he's a youth product that came through five years ago. He broke into the first team squad. He's a combative midfielder, um, sits at, at the base of the midfield, and he loves to tackle. And if he has a good game, then you'll be in for a tough afternoon. I'm going to go with a 2-0 Cobblers win. Goals from Danny Rose and I think our brand new signing from Portsmouth, Uncle Bryn Morris, is going to get a screamer from about 25 yards out. Good luck for the rest of the season. Tony, Charles is uh, super confident that they're going to beat us 2-0. Yeah, yeah. Well, unless you've been watching us on Saturday. Well, um... you, might, you might have been, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, it's a bit strange though because... Northampton Town are the lowest scorers in League One. They've scored only scored 20 goals in 25 games and they've only got one goal in the last six. No, either that's a massive positive for us, Tony, or it's a, oh no, here we go again, sort of statistic. But yeah. Which one do you think it's going to be? Well, how many times have we played teams that look like Wimbledon, not one for 11 games or something like that? You come against up against players who's not scored for God knows long, then they play Wigan and they score. But I can see us getting a draw myself, maybe a win. You think you think we're going to do them? Uh, well, played Northampton previously 36 times. We've won 18 of those, drawn 12 and lost six. Last time we played them was on Halloween, 31st of October. Uh, Joel Garner and Tom James scored that day as we lost 3-2. So that was a nice scoring game for them. Yeah. They've quite a few smatterings of nil-nil, so they must be quite defensive. And we think Keith Curl being the manager, you think they would be uh, a little bit defensive when you're having a defender as the manager. Do you remember anything at all about that game at the DW? I do remember, uh, Barry, that uh, they, there was a, quite a bit of gamesmanship, I thought, from Northampton. They went down a lot. They was taking the time with throw-ins and all that. As we've seen a lot now, they've got no ball boys or anything like that. Well, there was a, quite a bit of gamesmanship, I think. Yeah, well, they did go 2-0 up, and I think they was hoping they'd, they'd have the match sewn up, but we came back 2-1, they made it 3-1, and then I think that was the game, Tom, was it the game Tom James lost his tooth with a Darvin header? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I'm going to press you here. I'm, I'm not letting you go away with, I think we might get a draw, or I think we might get a win. I'm going to actually press you for a, for a scoreline. 
Right, Barry. I'm going for two-one to us. That's uh, you was a little bit confident that I've seen you was hesitant before. That uh, Jim's kicking in now. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Oh, gin and orange. That's what it is. I can see. Yeah. <laughs> Top scorers for them. Uh, there's three players on four goals. I mean, we've Cal Joseph has got more than that, and he's not. He's only played four games, anti or something. I think we're going to beat them. I hate saying this, but I don't think they're going to score because the woeful in front of goal. They had 17 attempts at Accrington on Saturday, 17 attempts, and they drew nil apiece. I think that says everything about you know the standard of the forward play. Hopefully, our defenders can step up to the mark, and obviously, as, as we're seeing, the, the attacking force isn't that great. So I'm, I'm going to go for a cheeky 1-0. And I think Proctor's going to get another, and he's going to be like some sort of cult hero with us from now to the end of the season. And I do believe, Tony, that if we win, uh, it'll lift us out of the bottom four, which will, you know, considering we've just lost to Swindon and Wimbledon, will be a massive psychological boost. Do you think that'll be really good for taking forward? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing in it at the bottom. Yeah, I mean. It looked like I was going to be cut adrift early on in the season, but you know we, we came back and now there's nothing in it, Barry. A couple of results and we get out of it. One result, we get out of it. I looked at the, the two games uh, with Swindon and uh, Wimbledon and I thought, I want a minimum of four points here. And I was hoping for it. And I, th- I believe we could get them. And uh, we, <laughs> we ended up with no points. It's, it's so hard to predict. I mean, football this season, there's no. I don't think there's any advantage to home games. No. Uh, no, it's all. It's, it's all up no. here. So we'll just have to keep our fingers crossed. So it's the first time you've been on our podcast, Tony. And uh, I'd like, do you think you could give us, before we wrap up, a sort of a prediction where you think we're going this season? Do you think we are going to manage to stop up or are we going to drop? I think it's touch and go, Barry. I think it'll be touch and go. When we had the, the the good run, I thought we you know we're going to get out of this. We're going to be all right. I mean, attacking wise, when we got Lang back as well, I thought we're going to score a lot of goals here. We're missing Joseph as well, but uh, I think it'd be touch and go whether we stay up or not. Yesterday, I was saying we nailed on now to go down, but got up this morning. <laughs> and, and it's a different day, and you feel a bit different, and you think, well, if we if we can. I mean, we've been here so many times before with Latics, haven't we? Over, not just like in the Premier League years, what everyone talks about, but just so many times all down the season, seasons, always fighting with our backs to the walls. And it's a club with that in its DNA. And, it, it, and you know, the supporters. And it's just a pity we're not there because I'm sure we could drag them over that line if we were there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's what I'm missing. I mean, all clubs are missing it, but especially your own games. You could drag them over the line. They won't be taking all this time with throw-ins and all that. I can tell you it was right behind them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or short corners. That's another. That's beginning to be a bugbear with me now. You know, the answer's there, isn't it? Stick it in that box. Don't get your yeah. centre-halves coming up and then take a short corner. <laughs> anyway, Tony, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. I've really enjoyed reading your columns this season, as many other people have, and, and your your bits on your blog and your little pieces that you put out on Twitter. It's absolutely fantastic. The the, the tip, you know, there's a lot of humour in there, and uh, please, 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 just keep on doing it because it brings a lot of pleasure and entertainment and enjoyment to a lot of people, especially in these times. Thank you very much, Tony. Thank you very much, Barry. Thanks for having us on.